your friend in the corner there, Kevy? No. Yes, Kevy Mental. That was an annoying way to start the show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me start off by apologizing. Hello, my name is Kevy. Uh, you're listening to Barely About Music. Uh, it is my podcast. Uh, this this week, it has been good. I saw the Pink concert yesterday. I uh, didn't think I'd really care that much, but it was actually incredible. And she doesn't look her age. And she's a fucking athlete, apparently, because she was doing flips while singing on perfect pitch all the time. It made me feel like a slouch. So I feel like I should go to the gym and do two days and also take uh, vocal lessons also. Uh, it was pretty amazing. But 22 songs in, she did a song where she flew around and waved bye to everyone. And uh, emotionally, I was like, that's it. That's the end of the show. Good ending, Pink. That was perfect. And then she started playing another song. And so my mom and I, yeah, I went with my mom. My mom loves Pink. We left. And good riddance. Like I said before, shows don't need to be that long, you know? Even my favorite band in the world, I don't need to see for longer than 90 minutes. 24 songs is too long, okay? Let me just give you this advice, Pink. Anyway, great show today. Um, I am... Uh, oh, I forgot. I wanted to talk about this, too. This is so weird. Uh, like when I was at the the airport and I saw... That guy who was dressed like the Unabomber, you know, he he had his he had the hood of his jacket like pulled tight like Kenny from South Park, and he was sweaty, and he was being sketchy, and he was all the way through security already, and I was being questioned, but they let that guy through. I think that's weird. Anyway, the sequel to that is that, um. When I was at LAX last, I was in the bathroom and I saw an old Asian man. Um, uh, he he bent down to tie his shoe, but it was after he had he was at the urinal. He bent down to tie his shoe and he dipped his face in the urinal, and then he did he did this thing, <laughs> like you know when like cats sneeze. That's what that guy did. Like maybe there's some catnip in there or something. My voice is tired because. I've been very busy. Uh, I played a, a, a show singing for a heavy band the other day. And I realized I don't lose my voice screaming. I lose my voice talking after the show over club music. You know? You know you'll notice that the, if, if you go to a concert, the people who lose their voice aren't the people on stage. It's the people in the crowd who are, like, yelling. I guess it's because your voice is just doing such unnatural things when you're, you're talking like this! Over a fucking dead mouse or whatever. And so, uh, yeah, my voice is a little bit shot. I'm in this, I'm actually at 604 today. I'm in the studio with Fion, who were on the Fake Shark song, Wake Up. Uh, I'm producing a couple songs for them. They're very good. And uh, this, this actually today, the show that you are going to hear, the audio is a little bit, uh, it's a little distorted. It's not the best. I actually recorded it for the Comedy Here Often podcast, and then they felt like it was, uh, too distorted sounding. Um, there's a little bit of a delay on it, so you hear everything with a little bit of an echo. But I think it was a good interview. It was it was with Tyler Middleton, who's a host of the Peak uh, Indie Rock Station in Vancouver. They play Fake Shark occasionally. Thank you very much. And then Lauren Debra, who is a booker for Yuck Yuck, so she books the comedians there. And they both do stand-up, and they're both awesome people and very funny, and I just thought it would be an interesting conversation to have the three of us in the room together. So that's what's up. That's what's crack-a-lackin'. Here you go. Uh, 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 behind the scenes of the Comedy Here Off the Podcast, linking with Barely About Music. I wanted to start. Phone is ringing. Lauren. Oh my God. Lauren, by the way, Lauren is a stand-up comedian. 
And also, are you, you're a booker at Yuck Yucks, right? The general manager, so okay. I book some of the shows, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Tyler Middleton is a stand-up comedian and also a host on The Peak with Lynch, who's probably going to be mad at me because he's not here. And he he actually <laughs> wanted me to let you know that he's upset that you didn't get invited. Well, he said he's, he's done in seven minutes together and then he can come on the show too. He, he claimed he did improv in high school and that's your count. <laughs> and he's pretty upset he's not involved. But we should call him. You can we just refer call him. to me as Lynch for the rest of Okay. The, yeah, I don't know if you want to be treated the way that I treat Lynch. It's probably, that's true. Uh, no, probably not. But what I was hoping for is Lauren, you tell your Christmas time story. Oh Do you know gosh, this story? I knew no, you no, were I don't. gonna ask that. Is that bad? <laughs> no, it's not bad. It's hilarious. It's I my just, favorite story I've ever heard. This is how Kevin and I bonded and became friends it's true we're okay. forever friends now exactly uh okay well the short version is mm -hmm. uh christmas eve i went to the comedy store for the first time in los, uh, angeles. in los angeles with two friends who signed up for the potluck one of them got on so i sat in the front row and didn't move and sat there for five hours without realizing because i love comedy obviously mm -hmm. um and i realized it had been five hours when they announced a special drop-in at midnight, and I realized, oh God, it's five hours have passed. And the drop-in was Dave Chappelle. You have heard this story. I have heard this story, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at you like, Yeah, yeah, oh. I was like, oh wait, yeah, yeah. Just I forgot it was Christmas. Yeah, this time exactly. and make it more interesting. I just forgot it was uh, Christmas. What a way to spend I Christmas, know. by the way. Correct. Yeah. Um, so he dropped in and did an hour, and during that hour, did a lot of crowd work with me, shared his tequila with me, said, hey, can we get a glass for my new Australian friend? And then, yes, yes, you may. I would love to drink tequila out of the bottle with you, Dave Chappelle. And then after his set, I went to the washroom and bumped into him in the hall. And I was like, oh, my goodness, thank you so much for the best Christmas ever. Like, I'm away from my family. I don't think Christmas is going to be fun. But now no Christmas is ever going to top that one. And he said, hey, what are you doing? Do you want to come and party with me and Tiffany Haddish? <laughs> and I was like, like nah. no, my response is actually... Can I? Yeah. <laughs> and he looked at me he's like, I just asked you, you idiot. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll go. And yeah, so then we went out back. I met Jeff Ross. Uh, um, and then, General. Oh my gosh. And then, yeah, and then I got in his limo and realized I had the only keys to the Airbnb for me and my friends. Mm. So then had to be like, oh, they're my friends. And then the window just wound down. On I was in the back, he was in the front on both our windows. And I was like, my friend... Boopy is <laughs> her nickname. Okay. It's like Boopy, <laughs> and he goes Boopy, <laughs> and then I just handed the keys, and then there was like twenty amateur comedians at the comedy store, like, <gasps> oh and then some idiot asked me if I was Tiffany Haddish, and I said, hmm. Yeah, I am, because you don't correct someone. <laughs> That's true. You don't let them know. When you say that he was sharing the tequila with you mm -hmm. on stage, mm -hmm. that's the part of this story that interests me the most. Oh, really? Was he just like, was it a separate shot? Or were oh, you no, he got drinking out of the same glass? glass? And then okay. he said, you have to pour it yourself and handed me the bottle. Oh. And I was like, that's did, fine. Did he share his cigarettes with you? I wonder oh, if yeah. he ever does that with the crowd. He yeah. did not, but he was just chain smoking and like just putting them out he, on the stage he <laughs> the whole time. Pay, like pays that fee for smoking indoors, which is illegal. He just is fine. I with wondered it. how he got away with that. Yeah, um, there's this comedian Dan Soder, and Dan Soder, he's a great comedian from New York, and he is a big Chappelle fan too. Uh -huh. Like when I met Soder, we were going back and forth with like obscure Chappelle bits because Chappelle's my favorite also. And uh, he told me the story about how in the Comedy Cellar, which is kind of like the, the coolest club, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. There's that booth that only the coolest comedians are allowed to sit at. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's allowed to sit at it, but Chappelle and Chris Rock are like always there in Seinfeld. And um, he, he one time the, the owner of, this, of the cellar was like, hey, Dan, who would be the sort of your favorite comedian that, you know, maybe be nervous to perform in front of and Soder was like uh, Dave Chappelle and that guy was like Dave meet Dan Soder he was there he had just <laughs> oh seen God. him on stage right and he was like oh my god and then and then he and Chappelle headed off and Chappelle was like would you like to sit at the booth with us Whoa. and he's never been allowed to before right you know and all his contemporaries who are at his level at the cellar saw him go sit at the booth and he felt like kind of bad about it right, right. and so he went and sat there and Chappelle was like, hey, uh, do you want to have a cigarette with me? And then Dan Soder was like, I don't, I can't really do that. This is my place where I make, you know, my living. I don't think I'm allowed to smoke cigarette in here. And he's like, you can't. Dave Chappelle lights it for you. <laughs> Lit it for him. He's like, that was the best moment of my life. I wonder what the fee is. Like, what is the fine for, like... 
I Here's an know. example. My mom smokes a lot. Yeah. And I rented my mom a hotel room to go to some concert in Toronto for like Christmas one year. And son. she, you know, I try. <laughs> the truth is I booked it for myself, but I booked it on the wrong date. And, <laughs> and it was, yeah, I take it back. I take it. It was Expedia, so I wasn't allowed to cancel it. Uh, she doesn't know that part. But I was like, here, I got you this hotel room downtown, blah, blah, blah. And then she called me the next day and she's like, there's going to be a $1,000 charge in your credit card. And I was like, why? She's like, I didn't feel like going down 18 flights of stairs for a cigarette. So $1,000 in a hotel room. I'm assuming Dave Chappelle doesn't pay $1,000 each time. He probably, probably could afford it. Yeah. I think, he, I think he lives in a, in a way where that's an expense he's fine with. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I spent maybe four hours with him, and I think I have to agree that yeah, that's probably that's how he lives. Yeah. <laughs> he lives in Ohio still. Yeah, which yeah. Is, he's still in his like hometown, is he not? Yeah. It's crazy. That's cool. That's like it is cool. Strangely humble. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, do you guys think that him dipping on his show at the peak was a good move for his legendary status? Because I think it was. <laughs> That's You're so... a super fan. We're not going to disagree with anything you say. <laughs> no, but I just think like that's an interesting move to do when you're at the, the pinnacle. Right. You know, it's I like, couldn't imagine making that decision, like, yeah. especially walking away from that money, too. Like, it's crazy. But it, the pressure, though, because you know it was the tastemaker show at the time, and usually those shows will have 15 writers. Mm -hmm. Two writers on that show, Dave Chappelle and Neil Brennan. Right. So much pressure mm -hmm. all the time. And still some of the most talked about sketches Absolutely. of all time. Yeah. And most influential. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But it, like if they were actually taking away that much of his creative freedom mm -hmm. and he's that genuine of an artist, I could mm -hmm. see why he would do it. Right. But I like put yourself in the shoes. I don't know if I would Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, I know. I do radio for a living. So like I'm so sorry. <laughs> Totally fine. <laughs> You're getting roasted by Lauren. Radio deserves it. Radio brings it upon itself like 99% of the time. Oh, That's one thing like people like shy away from making fun of radio to me and it's like, you're fine. I, yeah, I'm way yeah. more into making fun of it than radio, anybody. So yeah. where would we be without? Well, I do. I'm sorry. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> hey, I need I'm, it. I'm a radio listener. <laughs> yeah, all you got. And you and Lynch play my band, Fake Shark. There so you go. We appreciate it, man. That's how we get on here. <laughs> that's right. Old, that's old called fashion networking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Tyler, you lived across the hall from a meth lab at one point. I did live across the hall from a meth lab at one point. We're not burning a bit by you talking about that, are you? No, I got I have so many you bits. So many bits. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Uh, we can burn it. Let's burn it. No, I did live across the hall from a meth lab. That's fine. I've got many. Uh, I did live. I was going to school in Toronto, and I was like super poor, mm -hmm. and I ended up at this like. It was it was a terrible area like Lakeshore, Kipling. If you know Toronto at all, mm -hmm. it's not like the worst area, but it's getting into like sketchy kind of Mississauga border. And like, I just rented this apartment. It was like nine hundred bucks a month, which was cheap for there. And then one day, there's just like a SWAT team kicks down the door. <laughs> right? And I'm freaking out. Like I. That doesn't happen right, in real life. Right, it was freaking out. I still not like, believe that this happened. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. He's a liar. <laughs> okay, you don't have a Dave Chappelle story. You don't have to make this up, all right? <laughs> so this, so I'm like just sitting playing video games, and I'm freaking out because it's the loudest thing ever. And you look through the people, it's like the, you don't see guns like that in Canada, like ever, mm -hmm. you know? And... I'm like, I try and pretend when I tell the story on stage that I like handled it really cool, but I did not. Like, I was freaking. Oh. I called my mom. I was like crying. Like, I was like, I don't know what's going. On. I turn off all the lights and like Those lock are the, the door. Oh my Notes of not handling something well. Is calling your mom and crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah it didn't totally. go well. Don't put that on your Tinder profile. Yeah, <laughs> or, or two. Or yeah, two. yeah. Hmm. He's sensitive. Uh, <laughs> He's so sensitive. And then it's like. A couple hours go by where they like they're clearing out like they're just carrying out like totes of stuff and I had no idea what these totes of oh stuff were and then I go down because they were just gonna leave like they didn't say anything to anyone in the so building so yeah, yeah they, your building up and, they, and they just left to, to no Bye. one and so I like went down and I was like what's going on and they're like oh it's a meth lab which was 
And then they offered up that information? Right. Too? Very casually. Very casual. Yeah, way they, too casual. Really, I know in your bit you say it was cash, but it actually was that casual. Yeah, like it was actually like... like no big deal. It happens yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. And wow. I was like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> like, I guess they can't really alert the neighbors first. Hey, we're going to have a bad Yeah, around. just so yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know. Don't and tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> the part that's not in the bit was that I drank with the guy on New Year's, like probably a month the and a half before. scientist? Yeah, yeah. He's this bald, like Russian guy. And I was having a yeah, yeah, obviously, (laughs) as most Russian scientists are. Uh, And uh, he like, I went over on New Year's Eve just to like warm. I was gonna have a party and like, like if you want to come over, whatever, whatever. So I go over and he's like, yeah, come in. And he like invited me in, and it ended up he had like upstairs. a wall knocked down into the unit beside, which is where the actual what? lab was, Whoa. and where I was was where he was living. Just like a normal apartment. Yeah, sketchy. Yeah, We're right. still, yeah, yeah, but normal. Well, it's nine hundred dollars a month. So. Yeah. Uh, well, he was paying eighteen. He had two, so he's living large. And uh, <laughs> and then we like drank vodka together, and he was a nice guy. Like, like he was a really nice guy. Great meth. Yeah, yeah, some of the best. <laughs> Uh, and that's that's the, that's wow. the real method. That is story. terrifying. I just yeah, want to know if he at the moment. Now the it's hilarious. Knocking down a wall. <laughs> I have no idea. That's the shocking part <laughs> of that whole story. Yeah. Yeah. How do you get away with that? Yeah. You're he not might have owned the building. The that, much. <laughs> it was one of those things where you like rent it and you're like, as you're signing the lease, you're like, this is sketchy. You know, like, I don't know who this money's going to. There's a weird company name on the lease. You're <laughs> yeah. like, it was a poor choice. Yeah, I've made better. You decisions. survived it though. What did your mom have to say? Uh, not what much. Kind of advice, she said, kind of "Go ask." What advice did you get? <laughs> she From said, a lady "Go who ask." Will not walk down eighteen flights of stairs. Yeah, mind you. Yeah, not. Yeah, <laughs> has not <laughs> had the best life so advice for me. Like, yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, her, yeah, yeah. her advice was just like, "Go ask." She's like, "Stop. They're not knocking down your door. Go. Just go see what's going on." And I was like, "I don't think you." understand how big these guns are and she's like you're fine you grew up with hunting in your family and i was like this is not the same thing at all how old were you sorry i would have been 18. oh you poor thing that's so sweet i'm all right with it anytime something bad happens like that's the cool part about comedy or even doing radio i was doing radio at that point your boss is flipping me off in the background Uh, that's the cool part that's of it. That's the owner of this label. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great guy. Uh, <laughs> He's going to knock down the bike. <laughs> I would love I wouldn't it put so it past much. him. He um, has a mischievous look on his face. He's like, I'm going to cause some trouble. <laughs> but that's I like the it. great part. Anytime something bad happens, mm-hmm. is like you're like, well, at least I have something to talk about. Like, at least it's a story. <laughs> right. I'd rather bad stuff than oh. nothing you know like nothing's so here's boring the question for both of you then because we're, we're all people who make things in this room like oftentimes if something bad will happen to me the people mm-hmm. in my life who aren't songwriters would be like well now this is the time where you go and make your best music not for me i need to feel good to be inspired to be, right. make right. things so what about you two i think i can think of the idea in the moment and i can mm-hmm. see how it will be mm-hmm. funny but it takes a little while before i can make it funny yeah Agreed. Because the like, same way, Lauren? Mm-hmm, it's kind of, kind of like the idea of like you can't use the audience as your therapist, you know? Like totally. you can't oh. like and wait to. I tried to do it. Sorry, but like you try. Sometimes you're like, yeah, this is funny. People will laugh at this, even though right. I'm really sad about it. <laughs> and then, but it shows. So yeah. then no yeah. one laughs because it's very telling that you're not okay. Right. <laughs> you're yeah. Like I'm gonna yeah. tell this really funny story and try not to cry, and they're and like, "You're feeling bad for you." Oh, she okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So and you need to actually be okay with it. I think. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I'm sure there's a way to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can work it in at the right time, or you're you've already got them to buy in enough right. that you you could be that vulnerable is a different yeah. thing. But to like go out. And just like open with a bit about how terrible your life is is never. <laughs> it's not a good start. No. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think down the track it always helps. Yeah, it becomes something. Right. Yeah. Like you said, now you're telling that story. That's a horrible story, but it's funny now. Almost yeah. every one of my bits comes from a terrible story. Yeah. Like not many come from fun stories. Well, some of them, I guess. Not many. Yeah. I was trying to agree. think of <laughs> successful stand-up comedians. So sad. <laughs> I'm fine, by the way. Yeah. yeah I'm doing great. great. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of successful stand-up comedians that don't operate that way. Mm-hmm. That they're mostly positive on stage, and the the one 
I can think of right off the top of my head is probably Pete Holmes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's pretty positive and like mm -hmm. motivational. Steve Simone. Have you ever seen Steve Simone? I know the name, but I don't know the uh, deal. I love I comics know. like that that are just like happy and like in yeah. a good place. Yeah. I find Chris D'Elia does that pretty well too, yeah, where he like he genuinely yeah. seems like he's having fun. Yeah. Uh, there's I I I'm drawn towards comics like that. I like right. it. Really? Yeah, yeah. I okay. think it, I like. I like the positivity yeah, yeah. side of it. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, well, I mean, for me, watching comedy, what I enjoy most is, A, if it's super relatable or just something so bizarre that no one else could tell that story. Yeah. Like two polar opposites, yeah, yeah. but they're the two things that I enjoy the most. And whether that's a happy or sad story is up to them. <laughs> right. But, right. Yeah. If it's like, oh, yeah, I've been there or like, what? No one else can tell that story right like your math story yeah. right the, i love that because there's no one with something like I think that you well try. i had neighbors i could uh, try it i could be like look i have this friend Tyler. um <laughs> just make it your own <laughs> tell you a bit that's fine that's my friend you can have it uh, <laughs> you can have my Chappelle story yeah exactly it's not a Her, bit, i like so that story much it. better i'm way cooler with that story <laughs> and i look way more like tiffany haddish <laughs> we have the same jawline uh <laughs> Yeah, you have a very feminine jawline, Tyler. I've always wanted to tell you that. Thank you, Kathy. You're welcome. Very beautiful. He's always wanted to hear beautiful it. Beautiful man. <laughs> I've been waiting for someone to tell me. Yeah. Um, so how? when did you move to Canada? Uh, uh, three and a half years ago. Okay. Well, yeah. Where, what city did you live in before that? I lived in Halifax, Nova Scotia. No way. For just over a year. Okay. Uh-huh. I actually um, love Halifax. I love it. <laughs> Halifax is I, awesome. I'm used to people being like, why? It's, when I tell them I always that. have great shows there. It's wonderful. Yeah. The people, people are, are so cool. The nightlife's it's amazing. So clean and, uh -huh. It's lovely. I love it there. Can I interject for a second? Yeah. Were you working at a club there also? I, like, I managed yeah, the Yuck Yuck Center right. for I think you, I remember yeah. you telling me that. I couldn't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Yuck Yucks there is in a hotel, and I had worked for that hotel chain in Australia for many years. Oh, uh, really? So I got a job in the hotel, and then their Yuck Yucks needed a new manager, like two months after I started working there. So it was just so were you eight. doing comedy in Australia? No, wow. I only started doing comedy here in Vancouver. Wow. Yeah, I I've been a fan for a very long time, mm -hmm. um, and then have only worked with comedy for yeah, I guess three and a half years now. Yeah, and and it. it's meant to be. Yeah. I don't know why I was working in corporate hotels. <laughs> what? Money. What was I doing? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> there wasn't any of that. No. Bath towels. I, yeah, I thought it made me cool. I'm here yeah. for the soaps. Yeah, I got free shampoo for like several years. <laughs> um, so when you started doing it, though, mm -hmm. did it seem like an obvious thing you should have been doing all along? To be honest, I started doing it so I could be better at being a club manager. Really? I, I wanted to understand. I, I did a course that a comedian teaches, can I say? Yeah, of course. Brett, Brett Martin's course. Okay. Um, so he's a head, touring headliner. He teaches a course, and I was like, I'll do it so I can appreciate the people that I book and what goes into their jokes more because mm -hmm. there's more to it than me finding it funny or not finding it funny, obviously. Right. right. Um, and I said, I'm going to do the course, but I'm not going on stage. And then my class two, I was like, oh, shit, I can't wait to go on stage. I'm hilarious. Uh, so, yeah. I don't feel that way anymore. No. Oh, <laughs> I love that that's how you got into it, was just wanting to have a deeper understanding. I would be better of, at my job. Like, and and yeah, I did yeah. do that, too. Heard of that. That's great. Do you, did yeah. you feel like a, uh, uh, like a, a certain pressure? Because you manage a club and are responsible for booking acts, like people would look at you different on stage so. because I of think, that. Well, oh, because on stage, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like you have talked about this before. I've tried to tell you to go tell jokes, and you're yeah. like, "Well, I make comedy records, it's and I don't want to." Yeah, 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 it's exactly. <laughs> you should see Kevin outside of work. He's a different person. So crazy. <laughs> this was uh, eight beers deep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, like I guess, I guess, like. When you because a few people said that to me, but it, I like if I go on stage and I'm not good, then it's like oh, I don't want this asshole producing my album. Right. But he's like on stage, which I don't think right. matters as much as you make it matter really? in your own mind. Because I felt that way right. going and into it, being like, oh, if I bomb like constantly, people are gonna be like. <laughs> And she doesn't want to give me stage time. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I would not say I have a career in comedy, but I enjoy it thoroughly. And like I, mean, I said, I'm a career in comedy. You manage the. That's your well, job. Well, yes, as that's a comedian, <laughs> as a comedian, I should say okay. thank you so much. Um, yeah, but it definitely has made me a much better 
manager and right. and I look for so many different things now when booking comedians other than just do they make me laugh or not because mm -hmm. everyone has a different sense of humor as well so it's more to it than if I find it funny I'm like wow look what in, went into writing that joke yeah right. there's all these things that I'm thinking about now and like their stage presence and the flow and all these different things that I'm like never would have thought of before so yeah. hmm. I uh so you, how did you like get over that pressure then? Like what, like what was the, the oh, turning point? Oh, it was really funny. So it was just really easy. <laughs> I was just killing. And you can't deny killing. Um, honestly, I think um, I realized that even if I was to be really, really bad at comedy, no one's going to tell me because that they would risk offending me and then I might not book not them. Not booked. <laughs> I'm kidding. Is that? Again. <laughs> I think there's an element of truth. There's that. a small uh, element I'm, of I'm truth. Wanna, no one's telling me I'm doing poorly, and I know I'm not great, but like I know I'm not bad. Oh. No also, one's telling me. Are, are, I haven't. I've never actually seen you do stand up. <laughs> oh I, really? Yeah, I've never seen okay. uh, or watched. Um, no, don't. <laughs> no, I would <laughs> gladly do it, and I hope to see you soon. But I, I. I forget where I was going with that. I think, <laughs> I think that the two of your two are the most up and coming comics in the city, and I, I really do. Oh, think that's that. so sweet. Can't Can't no, but there's serious. There's serious. Like, is it because I played your band? It's. <laughs> is it because I met you? Want me to keep complimenting me? Uh, no, but I. I really do think I see because you two are so passionate about it, and because you are able to come at it with no ego. I see. I've seen growth. In both of you. That's so nice. Yeah, it's very nice. It's yeah. really nice. I saw it. I think we are both passionate about now. it. Yeah. See you later, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Go play some fake shark at the peak. Just kick the door open. Get out of here. I got something to do. Got debts to pay. Um, I just saw Tyler open for Ed Hill when I was doing his taping, and that was nice. like the best set I've seen you do. That was a fun set. That was a fun show. It's yeah. like a different vibe when someone's taping an album and like. You yeah. know what's interesting is um, like you have that Dur Doritos bit, yeah. and it's mm -hmm. like. Uh, that was always like such a like obvious thing you could do to make the crowd happy, and right. now that's, I'd say it's your, it's not the strongest bit in of your new set now, it's like it's like you've replaced your closer with you know what I mean like, right. you still have it mm -hmm. if, if you need it, but it's like I think you have like all these other even bits stronger now. material now. That's so totally. cool. It's yeah. always it's one of those. Well, you hear comics other I I like podcasts and listening to comics and going yeah, through that process. Yeah, I'm we have such obsessed. good conversations about that. Yeah. yeah. And it's that whole idea. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. <laughs> We're great at talking. Great chemistry. Uh, <laughs> we're dating. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry to break it, everyone. Uh, <laughs> I knew something was up when he spoke about your jaw. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. You're in love. You, it's beautiful. You ruined it. Your secret <laughs> is out. Um, no, but it's the whole idea of like, you know, uh, opening with your closer to like, so everything after it has to be stronger, you set a and it's standard, kinda, I suppose. Yeah, for the yeah, set. yeah, and it's mm -hmm. so I've tried to do that without actually doing it because I don't want to ruin shows, but I'm still trying to work with that method of like, okay, mm -hmm. well, I want my new bit to be at least better than what that closing yeah. bit is now. Totally, uh, that's great. Anytime I work on a new bit, that's a nice And if it doesn't feel like it's funnier than that one, then it's like then I either shelf it or like work uh -huh. on it or whatever. But that's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. Lauren, I know. In, oh, sorry. Go I ahead. was going to say, what's your writing method? Um, all of my jokes are based on true stories. I, okay. I like it's not an, a rule for me. It's just the way it has happened. Everything inspires you. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of my jokes have come from drunken conversations. Like I say <laughs> stuff when I'm drunk, and I'm like, oh, it's so true and funny. Put yeah. write that down. Yes, yeah. and that it becomes a bit. Fifteen years, Lauren's gonna be an alcoholic. And this <laughs> conversation is gonna be so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'm be kidding. sharing my not. tequila with not. people. Um, <laughs> and Tyler encouraged this problem. Sorry, go on. No, all of mine, yeah, I, I could be more disciplined, but I am one of those people we were talking about earlier that works 40 plus hours a week. Right. That's not an excuse. I'm using it as one. But yeah, all of my stuff comes from real life experiences, stories from when I was a kid, mm -hmm. stuff about my fam. Right. Because that's, that's stuff that's unique and you can't. You yeah, can't and make that's that what I was up. And then it's unique to you, that's and then the, the they're jokes I admire of other people as well. Yeah. Right. That I was saying that when it's like, oh, no one else could tell that story, like your meth lab story. Right. It's like, use it. No one else can use it. Right. 
Yeah, except for me when I steal it. Oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> You've gone over this. This is yours now. <laughs> You're going to put your own touch on it. Yeah. I'm going to take you to the apartment in Toronto, and you can take a picture outside of it. I'm going to tell the like, perspective of the neighbor. Yeah. I was the neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Russian scientist. We pull off the wig. Scooby-Doo reveal. That was the beginning of her comedy career. Yes. That was in Halifax, right? Yeah, correct. Um, <laughs> That that's that's something that's interesting is, is to me coming from a not comedy background in a way, but talking to comedians all the time. Mm -hmm. Is it seems like one of the things that's most offensive to comedians is false premises. But right. I love Anthony Jeselnik. Mm -hmm. It's all false premises. Right. right. So why is that okay, and why is you yeah, know what well, I like mean? Sam Tonning's a local comedian that I love mm -hmm. and think he's so funny, but like camping you've joke. heard his jokes. None of that, none of that <laughs> right. is true. We hope, like, uh, but he's hilarious. Mm -hmm. So there's it works both ways. I think it really whatever you're most comfortable with telling the joke. Like, he wouldn't do material like I do, and I wouldn't do material like he does because mm -hmm. we wouldn't feel comfortable doing it, and it would show. Can we right. also just talk yeah. about the straight up jealousy of comedians oh, too? Oh, of course. Yeah. They don't like false premises because they can't write jokes like that. Yeah. Right. So then they're angry yeah. about it. Yeah, it's if, a com competitive. Not always. Yeah. Not always. But, not, but a lot of the times that's why people get upset at comedy. Totally. Other comics is because they can't do that style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rather than just accepting their lane and trying to run with it. Mm -hmm. That's that's an interesting thing too for artists. Mm -hmm. You know, because I produce music for other people as well. And a lot of times an artist's skill set won't necessarily be their taste. Right. right. So it's like maybe you're a folk singer, but mm -hmm. you want to be more like, you know, Lana Del Rey or something. Right. Right. And so that's tough, too, I think, sometimes for mm -hmm. artists to accept that this is their strength and that's what they should do if they want a career in mm -hmm. it. It's tough, I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which I don't understand. If I was, like, good, if I'm good at, if you're good at something, just, like... Be good at it. Well, like, I don't understand. sabotage in that time. <laughs> <laughs> There's no good bits in that. Positivity gross. I really, I actually think. Lauren, get me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> you know, We're going for beers after. <laughs> We're going to write. Yes. I think, I think that's kind of a cool thing about you, though, is like you don't have an ounce of self sabotage in you. And then you're sitting uh, That's debatable. <laughs> no, I, do. I just don't see it. Anymore. No, I definitely not. I, uh, there's some behind the curtain for sure. I definitely put myself in some situations that maybe not helpful to my life in the long run but i i one thing that's like cool for my childhood is my, my parents were like my childhood is a long story it's kind of crazy but they were very adamant in high school of like my mom at least where like being social was more like my grades didn't matter that much like she cared more that i had friends and was like doing stuff wow she'd be like yeah i don't care if you skip school like as long as you're doing something cool like, like, like don't be a nerd what are you gonna do with that teen film mom she's my mom's pretty cool i'm very yeah. lucky in that sense but like it's it, and the, so it kind of comes into like anytime i'm doing something that is a little self-sabotage and i'm like yeah but like I'm experiencing something. I'm getting something out of this. So like, right now. Yeah. Like my, fir <laughs> my first stand-up set was a night of self-sabotaging that led to my first set. Which How? What happened? I, I was doing a radio show in Calgary mm -hmm. at that point, and I've been doing radio for four or five years at that point. And I've always been interested in stand-up, but Sean Majumder was coming in for an interview on a Thursday morning for the club there. Were and you a fan of stand-up already? I was, yes, at that point. I didn't grow up a major fan, though. I grew up in the middle of nowhere. We didn't have internet or cable, so, like, there's oh, not wow. a lot of options, which mm -hmm. is kind of why I got into radio, because that was, like, pretty much all we had. Right. Born off yeah. the grid. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I'm, it's my birthday, and Sean Majumder's coming in for an interview. Lynch, my co-host, who he mentions away mm -hmm. that day. And he showed up early, and I was throwing myself a birthday party, and, like, he oh. walked in, like, as a bit. <laughs> And it, such sadness in your eyes as you said that. I really felt it. And like he walked in as I was smashing my own face in the cake and filming me like, you got me, guys. You got me. He's like, my friends are slightly out of frame. I swear they're here. That's so funny. And he thought it was funny. And that is funny. Yeah, yeah we correct. talked about it, and that was the interview went great. And then he's like, if you don't have anything to do on your birthday, which I didn't, <laughs> he was like, come down and watch the show. And I was like, all right. So I went down to watch. And then afterwards, he's like, do you want to go get a drink? And at this point, it's like 1030. And I'm waking up at 330 to do the morning show. But I was like, ah, sure, whatever. Yeah. And we went and drank a whole bunch of tequila with me, him and the club manager. Mm -hmm. And during that drinking process, he was like, do you want to come do a set tomorrow if you're interested? And I was like, 
Sure. And they gave me two sets on the Friday, like a seven, Whoa, seven wow. to ten. Lauren would never do that. I would <laughs> yeah, never. No, because you're responsible. As <laughs> <laughs> a booking. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't great. It was a poor decision, really. Never done it before. Yeah. How's two sets on a Friday yeah, exactly. day? <laughs> Hug crowd. Let's go. <laughs> and, uh, but like, I don't, I ended up being late the next morning for the morning show. Like, I stayed up way too late. It was like, I missed like the first hour and a half of the show. Show. The sets went all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I really cared about that day. Like, how long were they? That's like awesome. Five, seven to ten. Whoa! Yeah. What did you have written? Nothing. Nothing. I wrote it all that day. Wow. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. did you talk uh, about on your first set? Yeah, good question. That's the the weird thing about doing radio. Radio and stand up, I uh, I completely understand and respect as different things. Uh -huh. They're very different, but there is a skill set that transfers back and forth slightly mm -hmm. and there's the idea of like in radio like a lot of the stuff you do on the air doesn't work on stage because it's topical and it's only interesting right. for that week or that two weeks mm -hmm. so that night at least i had like a week's worth of material that i'd already been working like mm -hmm. already done that week so i kind of pulled from that and it was topical right i can't remember anything specific and i think i told the meth lab story oh, i think yeah? that was the first time i told that oh, one. Oh wow but other than that it was nothing that you're still telling now then i'm assuming if it was topical <laughs> yeah not much and if mm -hmm. it's it's Definitely changed a lot since then. I yeah. Think it's still in there. But. No one, no one does really well on their first set. Like people do well for mm -hmm. sure, and you're like, wow, that's Lauren. your first time. But I killed. Are you uh, <laughs> Calm down. No, no, I didn't. I don't know. It went well I'm enough. sure you did great. Second people, show, yeah. It wasn't. I mean, if, you I, if I watched it now, well I would your hate first myself. Set, then you I'm did really positive. well. Everyone's uh, their own worst critic on their first set. I yeah, think. Yeah, and I'm my own worst critic all the time. And I was so anxious. Talk to me about you. <laughs> um, Lauren, do you remember your first set? I do. It was at Yuck Yuck's Open Mic. Mm -hmm. um, I was terrified. So scared. Because Were you stressed like, out all day? All like, day. Yeah. I had knots in my stomach. I peed probably like 50 times. Mm -hmm in the hour leading up to the set. You did the set from the bathroom, I heard, correct? Yeah, correct. Okay. Uh, they just hooked <laughs> me up with a mic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the applause echoed. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it went, again, I think it went well. Like, definitely, I'm so much better now. Yeah. But at that time, people were like, was that really her first set? But I have the advantage of watching people constantly. Yeah. yeah. I, I sincerely think that's an advantage because I pick up on things that they're doing and what works and like pacing and yeah, that kind exactly. Of thing. Yeah. And, and I had the help <clears throat> of Brett. Right, coach. <laughs> and, and it's it's uh, also I'd say like you're very charismatic as a yeah. So Stop a lot right. of <laughs> I mean I've been it's pulls off the rig. <laughs> Russians are so charismatic. Have you ever met a Russian? Oh They're crazy. Goodness. You should drink vodka with a Russian meth lab owner. But what Good I was times. gonna say is like um, just from being at I used to go to Sevens the mm -hmm. open mic all the time and I loved yeah. it. <laughs> Most people who go up there that are are doing open mics aren't very charismatic. Right. Not all of them, but it's kind of common that they they're not sort of witty storytellers mm -hmm. and you are and so of course your first set would go better than the average person's right. first set and same right. with you i think i yeah i, I see that i see a lot of people sweet. when they're first starting out and i'm not i don't like to judge people so i, I would never hold this against mm -hmm. somebody but right you see people when they're first going up and doing their first couple sets and a lot of the time it's you know a lot of people are the jokes are there it's mm -hmm. the, their performance is yeah. hindering the joke right. rather than and you can see it both ways, but mm. I noticed that a lot at the And beginning. nerves is a big thing that stops people, too, I think. Right. That maybe if they weren't as nervous, they would have more, like, more better stage presence. Right. It, nerves get the better of people a yeah. lot. Yeah. I don't get nervous. I get a little nervous before, but I get, I I, I get my anxiety comes up after, not before. Yeah. My yeah, first, yeah. can I tell you about, like, the first big yeah. set I did? I performed at, uh, during Pride at Queer's Jokes, and it was the first time I'd performed in front of, like, a big crowd. Like, yeah almost 200 people yeah and i was fine like a bit nervous but i was fine as soon as i came off stage i don't know if anyone's ever watched the mindy project how yeah. she always is just like laying on her floor my body just <laughs> did that i was yeah. in this beautiful tight sequin dress i was doled up for pride and i just walked off stage and just collapsed in front of the green room and just laid there like oh, like man. all my adrenaline just like left my body it was crazy after the show after so my you set, held it together as soon as i walked off stage and then i was just like boom <laughs> I did a set one crazy. time and I won't say where it was because it's <laughs> still a place. Uh, and, 
<laughs> and it was so bad. And the like, I don't, I don't, I bombed. The audience wasn't into the, everything about the show was bad. Uh, to the point where I I walked off the stage uh -huh. and just out the out oh. like I didn't <laughs> I just off the stage and out and went home <laughs> and I've never talked to anyone that runs that room since oh, I was so and you walked through your own apartment and kept walking <laughs> yeah. all the way back to whatever that off the grid city was <laughs> Orno going. Ontario which is a terrible name for a place what is it called Orno Orno yeah wow yeah, we sounds went. made up sounds like it a false premise <laughs> yeah. shout out to Orno uh, <laughs> they're gonna hate me in Orno now oh, there's a thousand of them they're an angry and mom. they don't have the internet so. yeah they, they will never hear this it's fine <laughs> what <laughs> it's radio from the future <laughs> Wait, what, what part of Australia are you from? Um, a very small town mm -hmm. called Port Macquarie. Okay. It's four hours north of Sydney. Okay. It's got really pretty beaches. That's the only nice thing I have to say about it. Okay. <laughs> Kevin, you're town. exotic. Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you been to Australia before? Um, I actually have never, and I've always wanted to play there. Yeah. My, yeah. It's weird. My band has gone to such strange, more obscure places. that no, Like, we played in China and Japan oh, wow. and stuff. And every band goes to Australia, and we've never mm -hmm. been there. Yeah. I really, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I, I really want to go there. I have yeah. a question. Do you have, like, an odd following in China and Japan? I can see your band being very successful there as it's, someone who's listened to them yeah, and, like, Japan, sees the stuff that takes off there. Japan was the first place we were ever signed. And so oh, wow. we toured uh, England and then went to Japan, like, a month later or something awesome. like that. And the shows, shows were incredible. Have you guys ever been there before? No. no. It's probably my favorite place I've ever been. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I racistly assumed China would be similar. And it was not <laughs> at all. It was like like I got like an instant sore throat in Beijing. Like oh my it's gosh. just so polluted. Oh, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. and then um it was funny, this this woman like in Japan they'll the, if they recognize you, they'll run up, mm -hmm. they'll be excited, then they'll stop and be very polite. Mm -hmm. In China this <laughs> we were playing the show and this woman walked up to me and Tony from my band was like you're you're not as good looking as the poster. Said that to us. So, oh. Okay, it's a little different here. And then um, at least they have a poster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. for you. Yeah, um, I need a real life Photoshopper is what I took from that. Don't we all? An Instagram filter as we walk around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then um, yeah, China was was pretty amazing, but I got. The worst food poisoning of my life. Oh my and we were on tour there for two weeks. No. And I got it four days in. No. And then I had it all the way until I came back. And then it was funny when we were when we were coming back. It's a long flight too. Mm -hmm. It's not Australia long, but it's pretty long. And um, when we got back into town, we we're we we're at the airport, and I already have anxiety about the screening processes there. And I don't know why, because it's not like I have a criminal record or anything. Right. I sure just you get don't. nervous around authority. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do have that stocking charge with you, Tyler. Um, thanks for that training order. Um, <laughs> but we got back into town, and we got through customs and security, and then we were in baggage claim, and then someone from security started questioning me, which I didn't even know could happen. No. Yeah, and he, this guy looked like The Rock. He was huge. And did you know that Vancouver has a notoriously strict airport? Like, no. second most... Really? Sc screenings in the world really? in Vancouver, yeah. My that friend, makes me feel unsafe because it's never yeah. felt overly strict. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, exactly. that's what's yeah. weird, though, is, is like, um, like I, my band went and played. We went to Paris after the shootings at the Eagles of Death Metal concert, right. mm -hmm. and I was preparing for that to be a strict airport, Plus. and it wasn't. Oh, wow. They didn't even look at my passport. What? It was weird. It was wow. like, shouldn't you be a little more strict like yeah, yeah. but maybe now now's the time yeah now's the time yeah. I'd say. <laughs> like, but uh like my friend trevor risk he's a writer on letter kenny his dad wrote a book about the most strict airports in vancouver huh. number two um how do you get into that yeah. is your topic yeah. you're like, exactly. you know what i really want to study <laughs> he's a strict airport you know what people love you know what people, <laughs> this is they some light it. coffee table reading <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but this guy, he he saw me standing there, and I was why just... no shaving cream? Let's get, let's get into it. Well, that was the thing though, is that we toured there, and I just brought a backpack, and so he was uh -huh. like, "What's wrong with you?" This guy came up to me and started questioning me. And I was sweating because I had food poisoning. Yeah, yeah. But he thought for sure I was on the same meth from across your hall. I'm, mm. I'm assuming, <laughs> and so he started questioning me about it, 
And by the way, the drummer that was in my band at the time was wearing socks with pot leaves all over them. And he didn't ask him anything, which seems unfair. And so he, he started asking me all these questions, and he was, he was not blinking or breaking eye contact, oh. and it was making me anxious. Then you made you sweat more. Made me sweat more. And then he's like, why are you sweating so much? And I was like, you're food poisoning. It was just so ill, I just couldn't right. wait to get home. Yeah. I felt like I was this close to getting home. But How I was a flight oh, with food poisoning? So rough. Yeah. So rough. And I can't sleep on planes anyway. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so he keeps, he keeps pressuring me and, and, and like bullying me. And uh, and then at one point he's like, "Let me tell you a little bit about myself. I specialize in three things." And he was talking so loudly that people were starting to like gather. And he's like, "I specialize in foreign uh, false currencies, uh, drug smuggling." Pointed at me. Oh my And then he gosh. went and child pornography. Oh, so loud, oh and God. everyone's like, "What the hell?" Whoa, and now I look like. You know, and he handed out resumes. And like, I'm available. Like, and, he really? any, any help with any of these th three things? And then, uh, and then I was like, I don't know what to tell you. I didn't, I didn't do anything. You're literally picking on the lamest person in this airport right now. And he's <laughs> like, well, we'll see what the drug sniffing dogs have to say about that. And he, he left and came back with a drug sniffing dog. And if a drug sniffing dog smells something, he will sit down in front of you. It kept walking past me, and he's like, Grr! he's like getting mad at the dog. Oh my like, god! I don't know. What is, why do you hate the dog? The dog has spoken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then I, it like hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> you were personally he's offended. Yeah, yeah, you were yeah. sweating. By the way, if you're gonna do some sketchy shit in the airport, you're not gonna look like this. <laughs> Right, a little more inconspicuous. Yeah, there we go. Thank yeah. you. I speak for a living. That's I fine. help you with words. Yeah. That's we finish each other's sentences. See that? Why we're in love? True love. <laughs> but it hurt my feelings, and then uh, and then I went. Do you home. always get nervous at TSA? I, like, I wouldn't say I get nervous, but I'm just like such a my boy mom's scout like when I go up there. I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, like. Right. Yeah, I just I don't know what it is. It's like a it's <sighs> the same when I go through the border. I get all like, yeah. fucked up about it. It's like, oh, I don't mm -hmm. know. I, I I love it. Yeah, Do I've, you? Nev I've never done anything wrong, but I feel nervous every yeah, time. Yeah, same. I feel like, I don't feel any. You're the true boy scout. I love it, but I, I don't hate have when they any ask nerves. Why I'm there, and I'm like vacation. Like why? <laughs> Do you know anyone here? I'm like yeah, and then they're like who? I'm like damn it. Um, <laughs> You want me to name my three friends? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, uh, I went through it Christmas this year, and I was going home, and I'm by myself, and I get off, and I'm walking through like security to get into the airport. Sorry, and. Uh, the lady, like, I get called for secondary screening or whatever, mm -hmm. and she's like, you're in trouble. <gasps> oh, no, and she's like, she did freak, not. She's like, freak me out. I'm like, walking over, I'm like, am I in trouble? And she's like, ah, I got you. Oh, no, I'm like, this no, is not no, the time. No. Like, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Don't do that. No, it wasn't what a funny. Bitch. It was Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> out. That's horrible. It was Christmas? <laughs> I think she was cheery. That's how you uh, she was working a think bit. it's okay because you're, it was yeah, Christmas? Okay. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, my friend Lauren had a really good Christmas, and you're doing this to me? And then I'm like, this is hilarious. Let's book her. <laughs> Friday night, two spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be great. The crowd's going to love it. You must, you must encounter a lot of weird situations booking people. Is that, do you find that to be a lot of pressure? Mm, not really. Most of the people I book, I know already. Mm. I every now and again will get emails from people passing through from out of the country or out of town. And it's funny sometimes. I think the weirdest part about it is that they give very little information but expect stage time and it's okay. very bizarre. Right. Like, hi, my name is, I would like to be on your stage. I'm like, like oh, I would like <laughs> to know more about you. Like, do you have a clip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had someone just a couple of days ago be like, yeah, can I WhatsApp it to you? It's like you're emailing <laughs> me right now. Number. You're emailing me Comics, right now. Constant professionals. Is this, can anyway. I WhatsApp this to but you? Yeah, I guess nothing like... Nothing weird in regards to crossing borders or anything like that. Okay. I think because most people that do have done it before. Yeah. So there, I think it's pretty easy if you have like a contract that says you're working somewhere, then it's okay. easy enough for you to just say I'm going and this is my return flight. Okay. But yeah, when people ask for spots that are from like other countries or mm -hmm. the other side of this country, sometimes they're very vague and it's very frustrating. <laughs> I have a question. Can mm -hmm. I take over from you? Absolutely, radio <laughs> host. Uh, do you, as like managing the club now, mm -hmm. do you feel like some sort of responsibility, and I'm not saying you should, but do you, uh, to like what, create Tyler, some what? sort of scene, <laughs> like to create a scene around the club? Because oh, I feel like you are doing question. that, and that's why, and I think that successful clubs do do that mm -hmm. well. Right. And I, 
I don't know. I think I feel like you are doing that, but I just don't know if it's intentional. It's not. Or it's not intentional. I have had other people comment on it, mm -hmm. and that it's feeling like, for want of a better word, more open. I guess it is intentional. I have been wanting to have other people feel more welcome. Mm -hmm. um, just you know, from the queer community and that kind of thing, it's quite important to me because. For a while it was like we would put on these queer shows but then those people would come and perform at that show and be like oh i didn't know it was like this yeah i'm gonna right. be here more often so i think it's just like a domino effect which is like a good thing and it's what i do want mm -hmm. but it, it's not a lot of effort on my part because i'm just kind of running it as if it's my home i guess yeah like everyone is welcome yeah. but i just feel that maybe not all places are like that without and without intention as right. well. Right. It's not like they're excluding anyone, but I just think because I'm including all these people from all walks of my life, then it's, yeah, rippling out to all these other people that are now finding it. Right. right. Thanks, yeah. Lauren. Back to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> great, great hosting, Now I'm Tyler. sweating. I'm killing it. <laughs> I'm killing it. <laughs> great hosting, Tyler. Thanks. If only Lynch was here. <laughs> yeah. I need my balancing act. It's <laughs> <laughs> so my yang that pulls me back. <laughs> I gotta tell you uh, uh, something. I don't know if I told you about when me and Lynch hung out one time, which is we went to have a drink, but hmm. I was in the middle of a fast, mm -hmm. and we got crazy drunk in mm -hmm. the daytime. Oh my yeah. gosh! Which is not the first time I've done that with Lynch, because <laughs> one time my band was on tour in Calgary when you guys were ho hosting. It was X. Yeah. And we, we just went to once again have one drink, and then we, we had a lot of drink, and then we listened <laughs> to Lynch on the radio after, and he was like, Come it up next. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> he was like out of his mind. Every morning, still. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he drinks for breakfast. Uh, Can you bring him to open mic yeah. and get him to I think do you a guys set? would get along great. I, uh, I want to I see him oh, yeah. do a set. He, it's funny because he, he gets very anxious. We did do, there was like a, an improv style show in Cal it was called Tuesday Night Live. It was like a rip on Saturday Night Live on a Tuesday. Whoa. Hey, crazy concept. <laughs> and uh, we got asked to like guest host it once, and you had to do like a 10-minute kind of monologue of mm -hmm. your choice off the top. And we had to do it together, though. Mm -hmm. And he like he crushed it. Like He was, oh, so, really? he was so good, but nice. he was like, so nervous. He right. hates being in front of people. Like He doesn't like even emceeing events and stuff, oh, which wow. is like He's a pretty big it. part of our job. Yeah, uh, It's really annoying because I have to do it all. <laughs> uh, it's infuriating, actually. I hate, You're like I hate him so much. You're like the school captain and he's the vice captain. Yeah. <laughs> you get all the responsibility of the speeches and I'm he's gonna, just like, I'm here. I'm going to send him that exact clip. That's the best description of our show. That's going on the billboard. Uh, he, gets, he gets the badge <laughs> and that's it. But uh, he was so good at it. And I was wow. like, where did that come from? Like afterwards, I was like, where did that come from? Like, because you're clearly mm. not your first time. And he did. He did like drama in high school. Uh -huh. and, like he has like, he he's gets it enough. Too. Yeah, he's a good, and, and like he's, he's got edgy. that natural skill set. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the comedy he likes is edgy. Yeah. 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 Like the uh, more offensive, the better. Yeah. He loves it. I love that too. Well, that's kind Bring of our him. thing. Like to I find force the line. Him to do stand up. Yeah. yeah. I would. I could try. No promises. Tell if him we requested him. Uh, Leave yourself out of it. <laughs> I'm going to tell him that I'm a really good friend and I really think you should try this. No one else encouraged it. Um, but uh, he loves offensive. He, you have to be, like, especially with radio because the line is mm. so easy to cross sometimes. And especially in today's but your climate, show you know, that you guys do together is edgy. And that's yeah, but not an easy thing to do in today's radio climate. Also right. in the morning. Yeah. But the only reason we can find that line of where, okay, this is where we need to go to is because we have to go way past it, off the air. Like mm -hmm. the things we say off the air to right. each other are horrible. Yeah. Like cool. things Record that would that. career ruin. I want to hear it. <laughs> Every day. I'm constantly paranoid I left the microphone on. Like I'm like, whoa. Oh, no. uh, like, this is going to be so bad. Uh, like, but so he loves that stuff and he's good at it too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I'll tell you that Andy's girlfriend listens to Tyler Lynch in the morning every day. Thanks, Andy Andy's doesn't. girlfriend. Andy, that's fine. <laughs> He's listening to a better radio show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not hard. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, like the the question I asked Lauren about sort of feeling pressure from different people hitting her up for spots, you must feel the same way with bands being on the radio, being on the, the indie rock station in town. It's yeah, it is tough. Um, it's tough with a lot of artists, whether it be comics or musicians, to like explain to them that like, hey, this is 
a commercial business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with all the sides of the business. In mm-hmm. fact, I have no control over it right. or say mm-hmm. over 99% of it. Yeah. Um, and also to keep in mind that like, if you really are a musician or a comic or like, chances are radio's not for you. Like you're not mm-hmm. the target demo. The target demo's the average Joe. Yeah, like people yeah. will be like, comics will be like, no one listens to radio because it's whatever, yeah. hokey, whatever their yeah, excuses. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, good. Like you're not the yeah. average consumer. That's not who right. I'm targeting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and musicians seem to forget that a lot. And also like, they overstep sometimes in the oh, sense of yeah. like. You know, we have CanCon laws, and we don't need to get into specifics of it, but, like, I've seen it happen before where a band, and it doesn't really happen in the alt-rock world all that often, but you see it a lot in Top 40, where a band gets radio play just because you need to hit a CanCon quota. The certain right. percentage of radio play in this country needs to be Canadian mm-hmm. artists. That's right. What, that's what you're saying. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. And if you are only getting that spot because you need to hit a quota and you have nothing else to back it, people will write you off so fast. Like, it could be a great song, but then mm-hmm. if they go and look you up and you have nothing else, they'll never, these are average show oh, listeners. They're not going right. to give you another chance. Like, yeah. so they'll write you off from the get-go. Like, I actually uh-huh. think it can do more damage in then a lot rough. of cases. That's an interesting yeah, wow. point. Yeah. Other than in the alt-rock world, we're very lucky we have a lot of cool Canadian alt bands. Yeah. Like, it's not hard for us to hit quota, sure. but top 40, <sighs> especially because Bieber leaves, Drake leaves, like, Carly Rae. Yeah, they all mm. leave, and then they don't count as CanCon anymore. So. That's oh, so really? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, Even that, though they're in from a lot here? of circumstances. Oh, yeah. wow. Like, sometimes, like, a Canadian artist will get big in America, mm-hmm. and then their next record will have no Canadian producers on it, right. and then Canadian radio won't really want to support them. So wow. it's, it's an interesting situation that mm-hmm. can happen. But what I was going to say, though, is that we're actually lucky in this country because um, – our rock music scene is better than America's rock music mm-hmm. scene yeah. right now. Totally. It's crazy. Like, I'm in Los Angeles a lot, and the Tastemaker station there is K-Rock, mm-hmm. and they're still playing, like, Papa Roach and stuff. It's like, <laughs> well, why would you not support current rock right. music? But it's the same thing. They don't want to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so offended right now. You take that back and you make fun of Mudvayne instead. Um, no, but the, I'm leaving. This I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. You make as many Papa Roach puns as you want on my show. Um, But that's the thing, though, is like the owners of the radio station, I'm assuming, are just trying to not lose listenerships and sponsors. So they're going to play the things that they think people tune in to hear. So in that case, for K-Rock, it's like they're going to play Guns N' Roses every Mm -hmm. hour because people who are visiting L.A. driving down Sunset Strip want that experience. So they're going to play that. You know what I mean? And the rating system's so weird with radio, too. Like, our rating system, you have to literally carry in certain markets, Vancouver Mm. and the bigger ones in Canada and the States. You have to carry around these, like, PPM meters are called, which it's literally a pager that people wear on their waist all day that, like, collects what they're listening to and then they have to plug Whoa. it in at the end of the night what? and they get paid very minimally to do this oh so it's kind of like um it's like an encoded signal in but, the station but it's kind of like how certain households will have to report what tv shows they list they yeah. watch to right for ratings and it used to be a diary that people would fill out and then you'd send that back in via the mail now in the bigger markets it's mm-hmm. these little pager things it's it like, who wants to you. carry a pager around you know <laughs> like for five dollars a month like the people that you're going after for ratings are not they're not right. normal. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if that's the right word, but I, I wouldn't be going to work wearing a pager no. in 2019, personally. You're a pager so. salesman, which I heard that you are. <laughs> coming back. Coming <laughs> back. you got to wear a little gold, gold hat like a pager. Everything comes back in. I mean, yeah. Yeah. pages are going to be trending again soon. I know I it. I can't wait. <sighs> I'm tired of people calling me. You know, like, cell phones suck. I would much rather go back to pagers. That'd be... What? So then? I'm so hipster. But then you get told you have to call someone. <laughs> There's probably a pager store in East Van somewhere. Let's go back oh, to pagers and commercial driving pagers. Pagers and payphones. Page. If you see a payphone now, it's so shocking. It's, and it's so also bizarre. probably the sketchiest part of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's still a few in Australia I notice when I go home, and I don't know why. Like I don't know who's <laughs> using them. I just don't know whether it's like too much effort to remove them. But there's still yeah. a lot. Drug dealers. I don't know. I like Even to them think get like maybe superheroes are getting yeah. changed like, in them. 
Yeah, yeah. Know. That would be <laughs> yeah. great. That happens a lot. <laughs> I like real life. Uh, I like thinking of the last drug dealer that still has a pager and they're just hanging on yeah. to <laughs> that part of their life. I respect that person. I like that. They should Back never go in to jail. my day. Back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, that's nearly an hour. Wow. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much Lord, for having us. You ha you host a podcast, right? Uh, yeah, an Instagram live. Okay. Yeah. It's, a, it's like the Yuck Yucks one, yeah, right? Yeah, it's called Yuck Yucks Who's There. Okay. Uh, every week I interview the headliner for that week, so. That's so cool. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I've interviewed some people that probably I wouldn't have had the chance to speak to that long if I didn't have my thing, so. That's amazing. <laughs> and that's on your Instagram? It's on Yuck Yucks Van okay. Instagram. Okay. And I share it to mine, too. Excellent. At Lauren Debra. There we go. Because you know how social media works, which is there's not a lot of. It seems like not a lot of clubs understand how social media works. So you should probably be doing this. Uh, it's kind of a big deal. Your, your show with Lynch is is it Monday to Friday? Monday to Friday. Six, uh, no, it just changed. Five thirty a.m. to nine thirty in the morning. Whoa. Okay. You don't have to listen. Uh, it's fine. It's a uh, good show. We want to. We want different. to, Tyler. Thank Let you. us support you. We love you Thank so you. much. We love you. Thank you. <laughs> Especially you. I wow. Mean, well, we have a thing. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you so Thank much, you, Kenny. It's time to Don't know if I can do it. And that's it, my babies. Thank you for listening. Uh, my band, Fake Shark, has a new remix of our song, Little Lies, coming out early May. Um, and that's basically my oh and we're finishing a new album we have like a whole new album that we're just finishing and that's my plugs man thank you for listening again uh, I hope to hear you hope, I hope you're coming back next next week when I do another one I'm, gonna, I'm going to LA so I'm going to do only LA guests for like the next three weeks uh, it's going to be fun so thank you very much for listening thank you Tyler thank you Lauren bye it's hard to survive don't know if I can do it Keep me alive I rely on your judgment Partner of my own Don't know what I'm doing It's hard to survive Don't know if I can do it I need to be long I need to hang on